can I help you? Hey, howdy. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I've seen better days. I've seen a whole lot worse, but at least I'm above the ground. Am I right? There you go. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear it. Well, I wanted to give you a call because on November 5th, at 11 p.m. at the Creekin Cave, we're doing a live episode of The Fart Locker. And you can get tickets for $10 online right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do some prank calls. We have some surprises going on. We got some comedians going up, some people that were on Moon Tower, some people that weren't. So should be a pretty, pretty fun uh, evening. We were trying to get a barbershop quartet, but they rescheduled, so we're going to do something else with them. But we got some other, uh, some surprises. We made some Bart Simpson t-shirts. Oh, wow, yeah, that sounds like a great time. And what was your first name? Blue, you are on the guest list if you want to come. Free free show for Blue plus one. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you there. Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. I guess I'll just call back in a few minutes and give you an update. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Yeah, me too. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Robert says the joke that I'm the only comedian that uh, sound guys have to do their job on. <laughs> I thought that was funny until like sound guys have actually complained like, hey, you should hold the mic like this. I'm like, hey, dude, it does not matter where I hold this mic. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, scream, baby. Yeah, it's it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be so loud. I can't help it. Yeah, literally. I I yelled at a party uh, last night. I am also very very loud. You might know this about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, everybody. I was at a party, which I hadn't been to a party in forever, but everybody was hanging out outside, but I'm like really sensitive to cold temperatures. So I was just like hanging out inside and like making small talk and like they were playing, you know, music throughout the house, but like there's one master person. I think they were just like in the garage the whole time. But uh, Selena came on, Como La Flor. And I was like, now this, this is a bop. And we were like talking about how much we love Selena. And then they changed the motherfucking song to what bullshit anything that just wasn't selena, anything yeah. that wasn't selena and so i literally screamed i screamed what the fuck and then i screamed i hope you know that the ghost of selena will haunt you forever for that bullshit <laughs> and uh everybody outside like didn't hear what i screamed but they just heard someone inside just like screaming and they thought something was wrong but then my sister was like oh no it's it's just my sister well, something was wrong something was wrong i like the idea that selena isn't in heaven but instead she's a ghost she has so much unfinished business oh she so does <laughs> she like she was not done here on earth i love selena she's like one of my biggest inspiration she's the reason one of the reasons why i got into singing and music and started learning spanish like everything really because yeah. you started singing at like 14 you said is that right well i've been singing since i could talk like mm-hmm. i always love singing but i discovered selena when i was like five like right after she died and i became obsessed with her i bought all of her albums um 
like wrote down what I thought her lyrics were like phonetically. I knew no Spanish, but I had all of her albums and a lot, most of her albums are Spanish. She only uh -huh. had one English album, but I was just in love with her. I would draw pictures of her. I was Selena for Halloween when I was seven. Um, and yeah, I would just like run around the house pretending I was Selena. But yeah, I started like my first band that I was in was when I was 15. That's tight. So Was it yeah. punk rock? It was like, it was a silly kind of uh, rock camp. Like there was this rock camp called Natural Ear Music Camp. Uh, and uh, yeah, you basically had like six weeks and you learned a few like rock and roll covers and then you'd like perform them at the end of the six weeks to like all your friends and family. But uh, it was really fucking dope. Like we weren't, we learned some cool shit. I was in there for two like sessions. Um, the second session, I did a cover of Don't Slander Me by Rocky Erickson. Uh -huh. He was in the audience at the show. What did like, he say? He's, I got to shake his hand and he was like, good fucking job, dude. Fuck you killed yeah. it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like just a stupid little rock camp, but it was run by like real genuine Austin musicians who had like been in the scene for decades. And so it was a really reputable place and yeah like literally rocky erickson was there so, so you did that any other fucking austin stars born in the fucking rock camp oh man uh i'm yeah. trying to think well will knack he was my um teacher at the time i think he was maybe only like 17 or 18 or maybe even 16 like he was super young uh, but he was really really good at guitar he is the main guitarist for Blue October now. Nah, he goes from Austin? Yeah. I know Zelly did a song with them. He's a rapper from Austin. Yeah. And so I figured they gotta have some connection here. Yeah, they're 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 in Austin for nice. sure. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty crazy. But yeah, so we were planning on talking about drug times. Yeah, I used to do a lot of drugs too. When are we gonna do that? What do we want what do we wanna do? How do we wanna order it? So So you, like you don't do I don't do hard drugs anymore. I'll smoke weed like a fucking animal. But I don't do, people offer me cocaine because I work at bars and oh, I say yeah. no and they think it's like, oh, are you like taking a break? And it's like, yeah, for like five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a break, man. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, used to do everything, anything I could get my hands on, but I have been sober from uh, all hard drugs and alcohol for uh, just a little over seven years now. That's fucking I good. Yeah, I celebrated seven years on October 13th. That's awesome. I yeah. was cleaning a bar last night with a buddy of mine that I've known for like eight, nine years, and I found ecstasy on the ground. Oh, my God. And I was like, hey, who wants some ecstasy? And I was like trying to find someone that wanted some ecstasy and finally found a chick. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, bro, imagine me finding that like at 22. He's like, dude, it'd already be in your mouth. I was like, that's nuts. Oh, yeah. Isn't it would have gone straight now, from right? the ground to the mouth. Not even now. Str like, oh, press, that's someone's garage. I right wouldn't there, even dude. blow it off. I, I wouldn't used to even smoke the, the fentanyl patches where you could put the gel on foil and freebase fentanyl. Holy. And like looking back, it's like, dude, that was a death sentence. And I never died. One time, um, I, okay. So I was thinking maybe, I'll no, I'll tell this story first and then maybe we can arrange it. I was on meth. I did meth a couple of times, one time on accident, but the other time that I did meth, I did it for three days and it was definitely on purpose. <laughs> but we were, we were trying to find weed to smoke and like we were on like this like rooftop. It was like a porch, but also like it was the roof. It's like one of those two story house situations. And like I found what I thought was a nugget 
and I like smoked it, but it turned out that it was just like a nugget of cat poop. <gasps> and that that was a moment. You when burned I, down some cat doo-doo? Yeah, I smoked cat doo-doo. Through when a pipe? I was When I was high on meth, yeah. Did you like inhale cat poop yeah, smoke? Yeah, yeah. Did shit wreck you? No. I was just really disappointed in myself. How much of it did you smoke if you were like that? It might... was it was like a puff. Okay. I like lit it on <laughs> I like lit it on fire. I like I don't know. It was just like there were so many like moments where I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? That finally like I was just like I can't do this anymore. A lot of but, people don't think meth slaps. A lot of people think like, oh, meth must be bad because oh, like, meth fucking rules. Meth slaps, dude. yeah. Meth rules. It's ad- It's like people are like, I take Adderall, but I wouldn't take meth. And it's like, oh, okay, so like that's lame. You, if you like Adderall, I got news for you. Make that last a day yeah. and a half. Adderall, I, I take Adderall every day because I have really bad ADHD. Um, Adderall is not like meth. No, well, meth. it's super meth. It's, it's, I mean, Adderall, meth is a- super Adderall. Adderall technically is if a you tiny have... bit of meth, but sure. if you're, like, smoking a big fucking fat rock of meth, oh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. There's, like, because you know how you do Adderall. People that don't need Adderall, they do Adderall, and they're like, oh, it's, like, my superpower's on. Right. And it's like, yeah, imagine that times 100, except one of your superpowers, you can fight a cop and win. Yeah. Like, meth slaps. Yeah, yeah I get great. that. So... I was thinking, because I've done so many drugs and you've done so many drugs, yeah. maybe we could just go down, like, categorically. All the different like, drugs? Like, your experience with, like, this drug in particular. Like, what's your your best story or something that sticks out with this drug with in particular? Meth, I remember the first time I did meth, and it was the same situation where I was like, oh, let's do a little coke, bump some coke up there. And I was like... No, this is not this coke. is spicy spicy cocaine <laughs> yeah. and it was just like the whole night and honestly don't do drugs any of my friends listening to this i'm not being like you if you haven't tried meth try it but just Please, for the love of god yeah li- listen these stories are meant to be funny but they're also harrowing tales of terror because i am literally lucky to be alive Honest oh my god. god right i'm so lucky so dangerous oh my god and that's part of what makes them cool <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the fart locker is brought to you by big bob's truck nut emporio Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporium. Big Bob's has all the nuts. Chrome nuts, red nuts, black nuts, all the nuts. Need a gift for your mother or in-laws? How about some family-sized truck nuts? Located just off of 183 and 71, look for the big inflatable truck nuts. Come by and take a look at our nuts in person or online at BigBob'sTruckNutEmporium.com. Big Bob's Truck Nuts. Ask about our senior citizen discounts. But yeah, I remember I ended up it was, I was with, like, two comedians. I was, like, maybe 18, 19, something like that. Fucking doing meth. We drank all night in a hot tub. It was fun, man. Like, it, you know. Uh, but then, even, honestly, your first couple meth hangovers aren't that bad. It's not until you're horny for meth that it gets bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You, have you done, uh, you done heroin? Yeah, one time. What was your first one. heroin? Okay, my first and only time that I did heroin. This is, this is a good story, and this is a good harrowing tale story. So... Um, a lot of my good friends at the time were actually like dope heads. Like they were hooked on heroin, like real, real, real bad. What year is this? Uh, 2006 to 2008, like height. This was when I was in high school. Oh yeah. Well, that's uh, when so we were was, smuggling more opium than ever before into the States. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly what, it was the year that Coraline came out cause 
Coraline was in theaters, and so that's part of the story. So basically, I was over at my friend's house. He wasn't really my friend, but he was my boyfriend's friend. So, like, you know how that goes. You're just, like, hanging out with his homies. Uh, And he was absolutely addicted to heroin. And so he was like, you guys should just try it. Like, uh, of course, why would you want to do that? But whatever we did but i was like i'm not going to inject it i'm gonna snort it nice that's safe (laughs) yeah much safer so uh we like got it all ready and i snorted um some heroin it was a pretty small dose but basically like i just laid on the couch and i just just for the whole entire night i could not sleep because i thought if i went to sleep that I would stop breathing and I would <laughs> die. And it was like the worst feeling. It like, I fucking hate heroin. Like I felt like absolute shit, but I was terrified to be awake cause I felt so bad. And I was terrified to go to sleep cause I thought that I would stop breathing and die. So I just laid there just in agony, not speaking to anyone. Like there were other people there. I was just like, I cannot, deal with this experience i am going to lose my mind but i can't drive because i'm fucked up on heroin like i can't leave all i can do is just lay on this couch and then of course the next morning i had plans to go see Coraline with my teenage little sister and my dad so i was like I feel like absolute shit from like staying up all night from doing heroin, but I also really want to see Coraline. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. I think I can drive now. Okay. So let's go. So I'm like in the car at a red light. And now mind you, like I drove just a piece of shit, 1996 Oldsmobile Sierra, just like junk car. I actually ended up driving it until like the engine burned up because I never like got the oil changed. I didn't know how to take care of a car. But anyway, it was just a shitty, shitty car. But I was I was at a red light and I was it behind an even shittier car. Like this car, it was one of those fucking cars that just like stank. Just like old. You could smell stinky. it in your car. You, you could, could smell it. I could that smell car. it in my car. Uh-huh. And so that smell, like the smell of the stinky car and like me being like sick from doing heroin. I um, tried to roll my window down in time, but it wasn't a like thing. I had to like turn the handle to roll the window down and I couldn't do it in time. So I threw up all over my own lap. Mm. Um, But I could not tell my dad and my sister that I was sick uh, from doing heroin and that I just threw up all over myself. So what did I do? I kind of wiped myself off and I, I just walked into the movie theater and I sat and I watched Coraline just completely hung over and just reeking of vomit. And of course, like my family, like I'm sure they knew that something was wrong with me. I was just like, I don't feel good, but yeah. Interesting that the strategy was to pretend like there wasn't throw up instead of being like, oh, yeah, I ate a, like a gross McDonald's. Instead, it was like, nope, this is just Katie. This <laughs> yeah, is how I roll. Just, Don't yeah. know what you're talking and about. I Yeah, I might have mentioned that I didn't feel good, but like they did it. I was I was always just. You said we were seeing fucking... this movie Stinky Girl style, right, fam? You said Stinky Girl. Oh, I thought we were doing the Stinky Girl Stink- thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's what I thought we were doing. They didn't. They weren't like, hey, you got throw up on you. No. Damn, they mind their own business. That is kind of supportive. Yeah. But scary. I was really up to no fucking good when I was a teenager. <laughs> they didn't want to know what I was up to, honestly. It's funny because it's it's hard to tell how much my parents were like ignorant of and how much they were just like, dude, I don't even want to fucking oh, think about it. You I, know what I mean? Like I lied so much yeah, yeah. to my parents. My parents don't trust me now because of how much I lied when I did get into trouble. Oh yeah. Now Absolutely. they're like, he's a liar. I'm like, I have like a job, I have a car, I'm gonna get engaged. Like, yeah. my life's good. I don't know what you're talking about, you know? I know. I have I have had to apologize profoundly profusely for my <laughs> for my behavior as a teen and young adult to my parents and they say that they forgive me but honestly they don't have to but you know i i traumatized them and they traumatized me okay mm-hmm. like it wasn't just a one-way street they they traumatized me i got i got to traumatize them a little too little so. tip little tap yeah tit or tat tip tit, tit for tat little knit little gnat you know what i mean What's your favorite drug? Um, oh, I mean, so that's hard to say because heroin's the best, right? Like, I loved heroin. My only bad experience with heroin was not doing enough of it. Shit ruled. <laughs> um, like, it's, like, my bad experience was like, yeah, dude, I was sweaty and gross and, like, stinky and poor, but I was going to be that anyways, like, straight up. So it's like, man, heroin's bad, though, for real. Um, got me into trouble, for sure. But, like, if you ever take Klonopin and mix them with wine... Mm. I used to call it time traveling, and that's why. That's <laughs> so that's what like my friends in Sacramento called it. I don't know if it's like a normal thing, but like you, it's like the same as taking Xanax and liquor, like the the benzodiazepine yeah, yeah. and the liquor. Yeah, it yeah. literally, but it puts you on loco. Like it's like it's like a me turns on that only exists if I was in a movie where I'm main character, and it's like, and I'm already like an attention whore and like the worst. And you put Klonopin and wine in me, and it's like I seriously when I first moved to Austin before I got my jaw broken, I would put Klonopins in a Boy Scout water bottle I had, an old metal one, and then fill it with wine, and they would dissolve, and I would drink it throughout, like, either a day or a few days, and it would seriously just... That was my favorite, though. I did that for a while. Mm. Do you have a... Is yours an upper? Your favorite's an upper? My favorite drug... Well, cigarettes, honestly. I miss cigarettes more than I miss, like, any drug or alcohol, but probably my favorite drug is mushrooms. Nice. I love mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, my most fun mushroom story is, uh, oddly enough, with a heroin addict. Uh, first time I met that heroin addict, I picked him up from an alleyway in a apartment complex in Hyde Park because uh, he was stealing somebody's keyboard to pawn it for heroin. Been there, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I was just picking up like a, a robber yeah, uh, the- from the crime scene. And it was like, <laughs> hey, what's up? You you mean you were oh. aiding and embedding yeah. in, in theft? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was technically committing a felony, and I met this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I I have another felony story with another drug too, uh, Xanax specifically. But we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but the mushroom story is the heroin addict. Uh, well, I guess he did all sorts of drugs, but he grew a bunch of. He got a grow kit at fucking. Like one of the head shops you in can just, town. You can, yeah, you just nuts. Buy, you to just, make mushrooms in your closet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he grew a whole bunch of fucking mushrooms under a sink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, me and my boyfriend at the time and him just ate them. Ate them. And then we went to the green belt and we ran through the green belt like fucking naruto like hands like just like behind us like running through like forest nymphs like i could never run that fast like normally through the green belt like 
with rocks and shoes and stuff. No, but when you're shrooming, you're like one with the forest. And so, yeah, we, uh, we went. You're feeling like an avatar. (laughs) You can connect to the tree. It's it's fucking crazy. It's so cool. I love Mm -hmm. mushrooms. So yeah, we just like ran through the green belt and like went swimming and it was just so lovely. That's nice. That was my favorite. It's cool when you can do mushrooms in nature and it not go bad. Yeah. Right? Because doing mushrooms in nature is like one of two things. It's either like, dude, I'm connected and maybe there's a God because we're all connected and I feel that now and maybe... Maybe we're all a little bit of God, right? Or it's like, yeah, dude, the di- now the sky's dark and everything's going to come out and I got to get home now where it's safe and where it's warm, where it's safe Oh, yeah. Now. Actually, what happened was like we were in the green belt and then it started like raining a little bit, but then it started pouring. And then I actually had to, um, again, doing drugs is very dangerous. Please do not do drugs. But I had to drive us home from the green belt while tripping fucking balls. Nice. But... I ended up doing very well because I just uh, convinced myself that I was in a video game and my mission was to get us home and like all of the little cars were the little obstacles and I just had to like follow the rules of the game and like nice get to point a to point b and i i didn't freak out i've always been, remained really present and understood what was reality and what wasn't while on mushrooms and hallucinogens it's a, i've never been able to like fucking blast off out of reality oh not and me what's wild <laughs> is i remember one time i was tripping really hard but like i knew like i'm still present my roommate goes hey just so you know this isn't he's not tripping at all my buddy chris chris abelia shout out i just had a kid he said um hey man, this isn't a video game and everything that happens, happens in real life. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. And he's like, oh, well, a lot of people say that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I've, all right. DMT, like that shit, you blast off, right? You go to heaven, whatever happens. Yeah, that's but, like, weird. Shrooms, acid, I've always been like present. I've always known what's happening. I'm always the same, making jokes, being annoying, you know? Yeah, yeah. You've done DMT before? Yeah. That one's, so first time I did it, fell into my chest, I enter hell. I'm I'm carried on a throne of my own flesh. And everyone uh-huh. that works for me looks exactly like me. And they're carrying me on poles across their back. And they're marching me across the cavity inside my stomach and my chest. And I, I reign as king of hell inside myself. That's cool. It was sick. And I was like, okay, DMT is, is pretty tight. Pretty tight. <laughs> I just saw, like, a woman dancing. And I was just like, this is nice. One time I did DMT. And this was, like, a group. And my homegirl, she is Haitian and... Haitian with voodoo mom and voodoo yeah, sister. Yeah. And so she was really worried that we would do something spiritual because she's not voodoo. She's like, I don't fuck with voodoo. And so she was like, hey, let's all talk about like manifesting, blah, 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 blah. And so we talked about manifesting. We did it. We laid down and I was still feeling kind of weird. And then I thought I came in my pants and I didn't, but it felt like I did. And then when we all stood up, and we're all fine. Like 30 minutes later, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't. But all I could think is like, I'm going to be in so much trouble. These guys are going to be so fucking mad at me. But DMT slapped. Um, I'm trying to think of other hard drugs. Yeah. I've done all the, I remember one time my friend Laura, she got this bag of research pills that oh, was just yeah. randomized research pills, yeah. swear to God. And me and my bros were just propping it at random. And sometimes it would have loose effects, sometimes it would be feeling effect. I was talking to my buddy last night and him and I did some like, not 2CI, oh man, what was it? it was 2CI this, is fun. 2CI style, yeah. I saw a Dark Knight on 2CI yeah, when it, that came out. When I did 2CI, it just felt like diet acid. Like it was good, but it was yeah, like very it present was Acid. It was Shit was tight. Sure. Yeah. I did this one, my boy Jacob and I. So we did, I can't remember the name of this drug. He probably able to look it up. 
and our per- our perceptions of like space were really off, but in the same way to where like if I walked across the room, I would look bigger or smaller, and we could do that with each other. Uh. And then I was like, hey do you feel like a weird nostalgic horny? And he's like, I feel like I have a, and it was like the weirdest type of like, we were in our early twenties and that was the weirdest drug. That's the weirdest like chemical I did. Cause it like made our minds different, but the same, we're but on the exactly same page. The same, yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Where do you even, where do people even buy research drugs at? The dark uh, web? Dark web. Yeah. Dark nice. web for sure. What other research drugs are popular besides 2CI? I have no idea. I can't even name them. I've done them. Can't name them. Yeah, those research chemicals are what gave me two psychotic breaks. Not one psychotic break, but two. They're why? Two. I mean, you're literally playing with the chemicals in your fucking mind. Yeah. I guess everything is, yeah. but still. I fucking lost my shit. It was bad times. Oh, but yeah. it was it was fun until I went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then and then it was not How'd fun. How'd you go crazy? Uh, just doing too many research chemicals. Nice. Uh, I, first time I got intentionally overdosed by my uh, boyfriend at the time because I tried to break up with him at like a festival. And he uh, he gave me, it. he said it was acid, but it was really research chemicals and we think it was 2CI. But basically he gave me the equivalent of like 40 doses. The fuck? Which is like half a vial. Yeah, that's uh, Hayden Ashbury-ass shit you're gonna end up. Yeah, that's nuts. so it was bad. Yeah, you almost so, went white dreads. Yeah, it was really bad. That uh, sucks. And then the second time, uh, basically like I thought that I could go to like a similar festival environment again, but then I started drinking and then smoking and then like immediately ba- went back into that headspace and then like people started feeding me drugs and then I like immediately went psychotic again because those neural pathways had already like been developed for sure you yeah. just got scared felt the same type of fear for sure yeah man yeah drugs that's are fucking wild yeah and then i was like and then i was like i can't fucking do drugs anymore i guess like that's like the, if my brain like if that's where it goes like to the fucking psych ward like i can't i that's can't do bad. drugs anymore what what fucks me up is like before I ever did heroin or meth or oxy or nothing like that, I'd done seen people who did that and were like living under bridges. Yeah. And it was never a deterrent. It was like, yeah, that's, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. But then I meet dudes that do too much DMT and they're like, they have like white dreads or they're like dudes that like, you know, are really What's into the idea of like, like white people like, with dreads that like are super. Oh, yeah. There's like, there's like white people with dreads and then there's people where it's like white people with dreads that like that's their personality. Yeah. And they may even be like semi Rastafarian yeah. or like this kind of weird like synthetic uh like spiritual thing it's just like a type of person to me it's kind of like the modern wook like you don't really see Mm -hmm. fake travelers anymore now it's like fake spiritual people but they kind of look the same same style but like that's a deterrent for me i see that and i'm like i never want to do too much acid i never want to do too much i don't want to end up like my ex that drugged me Uh intentionally he has completely fucking like lost his mind now no, like his mind is gone. Like he thinks that he has conversations with like angels and like That's interesting. Like yeah, he's like he and he like writes like scribbles in his bible and just like flips through it and he's like, "Yeah, and it's like this because this scripture says blah 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 blah." And it's like, like the devil. shit. It's just like completely fucking gobbledygook makes no goddamn sense like has completely lost grip on reality yeah because he just did so he did acid and like research chemicals any drugs that he could get on every day we we dated for only like four months he was sober for a week out of that and that's not like that's not like in a row that's like 
a total of seven days out of four months, he he didn't do drugs or drink that day. It's kind of like normal. It's like there's so many people that just like do drugs or drink that much where it's like, yeah, it's abnormal for me not to get drunk every night. Yeah. Like that's so, it's so fucking normal. It's so weird how yeah. drugs are so normalized too. I actually got a shirt recently um, just a couple days ago because I realized I've been sober for so long. Um, I am kind of annoying about it. Good, be annoying about it. <laughs> uh, but like I don't I don't pressure other like I don't care if people drink around me or even like do drugs around me. I'm not like actually that annoying about it, but sometimes I would prefer if people were sober, like whatever. But um to each their own, like you know your own limits. Yeah. I wish I could drink or do drugs, but I can't. But anyway, I digress. I got a shirt and it has a picture of Baphomet on it and it says sober for Satan. Sick. I am so so excited to go out in public at the grocery store, just walking down the street. Like I, I go to the Trader Joe's in like Westlake or whatever. Cannot wait to wear that shirt there and just get like confused, dirty, like like you know you're going to hell for that. It's like I know because mm-hmm. I do it for Satan. <laughs> like. I'm aware. When I was younger, I would get mad when people would be like, look, I feel like they're judging me. And now it's like, I wear inflammatory stuff like that for fun. And it's weird. I'm almost 30 and I got like a Christopher Dorner sweater. I got a shirt the other day that said that has John Lennon and his face is in uh, crosshairs and it says John Lennon above it. And then below it says justice has been served. <laughs> and I wore it to Costco. <laughs> What's this fool's name? Oh, Ben Shills. Ben Shills is this artist. He makes the most wild shit. I found him on Instagram and I bought like three of his things. So funny to me. You know, I love John Lennon. He was like a hero of mine, but like... A lot of people at Costco felt the same way. Well, he he's a fucking womanizer and an abuser and like a giant fucking asshole. And like, yeah, it sucks that somebody murdered him, but also he wasn't an angel. Like he wasn't a good, he wasn't necessarily a good person. My thing is like, I was wearing that shirt and people would say something and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you know him? <laughs> like, you don't know this guy. I'm like, how do you know this guy didn't fucking beat up my dad one time? You know what I mean? Like the fuck people would say something. I'm like, oh, John Lennon. What was that? A friend of yours? One lady said, I loved that man. And I said, me? And she said, no, John Lennon. And I said, oh, how'd you know him? And she said, through his music. All right, man, get out of here. It's just a jerk. It's a joke, man. He's been dead like 50 years. He's been dead for a very long time. I, I know that his son makes music, and it would be funny to wear that shirt to one of his son's shows. Oh that would be wrong. God. That, that would, I get. That'd that be like, would, don't that do that. That would be fucked up. Yeah. That would be fucked up. How many songs have you put out since quarantine started? Oh, dude, I uh, I put out You Got Me in June, and then now I'm just building up to my album, and the album is 12 tracks. Fucking uh, with like I think like nine of them are new. I saw that you were, I tried to make it to the video shoot that you did uh, for the video that you're releasing with yeah, the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming out on November 15th. That's coming up. Yeah. On Under the Under the Radar is premiering it, which is cool. It's like Under the Radar is premiering your new video? Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Is that the same time that the album comes out? No. Or is album, it the single from the album? So so it's kind of confusing because everything in music is confusing. But basically, like when you have an album, like you like there's like a few months leading up to the album where you release singles and then you drop the album, which has like everything on it. So I've released Got Away was my first single. 
and that was released in September. And then I just released Crooked a couple of days ago. And like, ideally we should have released the music video at the same time as we released the song, mm -hmm. but it wasn't done by then. So we just said, fuck it. So we're just treating the video premiere as like a separate thing. And that's coming out at the middle of the month. But then at the end of the month, I have another song coming out. So it's just, and then taking a break in December because the music business just is dead. It falls asleep for December. The entire month of December, mm -hmm. even through like the first week of January is just like yeah. radio silence. Like nobody answers their emails. Nobody's doing nothing. Yeah, they, we call it the holiday break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's ba yeah. it basically December is reserved for like the best of the year, like articles, like what are the yeah. best albums of 2021? So they'll just use December to like sum up the year, but it's usually a bad idea to like release new music in December or do anything in December. So yeah, mm. I'm skipping December and then releasing it in January. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I was on a like a, a list of people going into a press section at a music festival one time on my email and so now I get like music press emails like dozens every single day. Oh my God. Because people buy those lists from like Coachella and Ballroom yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They think that, you know, everyone on there is gonna be press or might have access to press or something. And like the stuff people send, like the stuff that people who work in music want other people to work in music about, like their shitty artists and like the stuff that they release is like cringe. And it's like the stuff that's like, cause it's like, man, I don't know. I feel like everyone I know that I'm like, I like is like in a position like you, where it's like, yeah, I've been doing this a while, this is the stuff I release. And then it's like, the people I get emails about, I'm like, I've never heard of you. You know what I mean? It's like, you just started this a week ago and you hired someone that bought my email to email me about it. Yeah. And every now and then I'll click through and I'm like, yeah, dude, you seem like some fucking rich dude from Canada that moved to LA six months ago and hired someone to send yep. me an email about your acoustic song. It's really, like, it's really, really cool on one hand that, you know, producing your own music and making your own music and releasing your own music is so like accessible now that you can, you know, you can make all the music that you want on a fucking laptop and upload it to iTunes the next fucking day and release it and it's available worldwide. Like that wasn't possible 10 years ago. Yeah. But like the problem is there's just so many, there's so many fucking talentless fuckheads who are just like, looking to make a quick buck and like honestly like i i absolutely do not want to take the right of somebody to make art and release art because art is a part of the human experience like you should be able to express yourself you should be able to you know make songs if you want to make songs but like monetizing it and like thinking that you're good enough that you could like make it into a career. Yeah, like, I don't think that song's like a pay rent good like, song, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one you know? for the buddies, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you just like upload it to SoundCloud for like your buddies to like freestyle over it and then just like leave it at that? Yeah, dude. 30 years like, ago, that would have been like around a campfire. And that's yeah. Like, yeah, that's a song we do around the campfire. That's a song we do around that's the campfire. That's Timmy's song. Yeah. We do that at the campfire, that's yeah. Great, you know? We're not going to make rent off it. You just 
just got to do what makes you feel good, you know? Unless it's hard drugs. Unless it's hard drugs. Unless it don't. You guys don't do drugs. But also, I'm so serious. Most people I know do drugs. That's the thing. Most like, people I know do drugs. And then they do can drugs like, in front of me and they invite me and I go, no. The only thing is I tell people all the time, this pisses off cocaine people because pretty much everyone I know does cocaine. Uh, yeah. I tell people that do cocaine, I go, oh, you know you're actively funding fascists that are murdering people about 100 miles from here, right? Oh, and they yeah. always get super defensive. But if you told me my Nikes were made in a sweatshop, I'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure. But cocaine <laughs> people, cocaine people get so mad. I always like they to say, like. They think it's, like, ethically sore. I love to tell people, like, yeah, dude, I think that we need to go to war with cartels because, you know, they're killing hundreds of thousands of people, right? And people will be like, well, I'm like, oh, you're worried about your cocaine? <laughs> Do cocaine, but let's have a head about it, right? Like, I wear Nikes. I wear Adidas. They're made by slaves overseas. That's wrong. Yeah. But I- cocaine, also pretty fucking bad. So you know you helped fund the CIA back in the 80s. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know the CIA sold that to you, right? Yeah. There's there's no um, ethical consumption under capitalism, though. Even no Even drugs. It, even the food that you eat. It's, everything's every, bad. Everything's fucking bad. There's probably levels to it, but I'm not... When I was younger, I used to be a freegan, like straight up. I would only eat food from trash cans. Oh, no. Yeah, I was all... I would go to the... I was all about dumpster diving. It was before I, like, you know, read marks, but I understood that, like, this was wrong, right? Right. So I had no way of understanding what was wrong about it but just knowing like this is fucking wrong and like i was like dude if you i also would only pee in sinks because i would refuse to waste water because like i understood you know resource control it's all wrong yeah. i didn't know why i didn't know what and so i was like well i'll do everything i can i will only out of trash i will be the stinkiest boy i will pee in <laughs> sinks and like peeing in sinks ain't save much water for nobody no, right but it definitely lost me friends yeah yeah, yeah. stinky sink you, you if homies would go to the bathroom after me at their house and they'd be like did you piss in my sink and i'd be like yeah i fucking love the earth dude yeah, I pissed in your sink. I don't fucking want to steal all the you water like Nestle does. You just yellow let it mellow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, can let, you can yellow let it mellow if you know that somebody else is going pee right after you. Like, that's not weird. As long as your pee isn't super stinky. Normal pee, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been told otherwise. Yeah. I When I when I was a... I, I used to be a very fundamentalist Christian growing up, right? Yeah. And uh, I would fast for friends that weren't saved yet. I wouldn't eat for seven days. And I'd only drink water and drink Diet Coke and stuff and just pray every time I was supposed to eat to try to pray that they would come to find Jesus through my teens. And by like three day three or four of not eating and only drinking like water and stuff, your pee smells insane. Wow. Insane. I'm really glad that that's like, I, I definitely was traumatized in a lot of ways, but never... D- don't really have a lot of religious trauma. You had the cool artist parents, I, though, right? Yeah. yeah. My mom uh, is an artist, and my dad is a poet and a writer and an artist. And yeah, like, my mom grew up in a super strict Catholic household. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Robert's so, like, I like that. That's good. Yeah, she... No, I mean, that, that, that makes some great family dynamics. Yeah, she... she <laughs> oh, my God. Her family is terrible and she's a narcissist i actually stopped talking to her on mother's day this year uh, yeah this year wow yeah she hey, what's, what's cooler than being cool all right 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 not mom that's tight but uh but yeah my dad like he also had religious trauma because his dad was like a crazy alcoholic and was like a Baptist preacher at one point, like a Southern Baptist, like crazy, like speaking in tongues, demons time. Nice. Um, he was backwards Baptist. Yeah. yeah. Not North American Baptist. No. So, um, so yeah, dad was like, we're not baptizing the kids and we're not taking the kids to church. Like, 
the grandparents can take the kids to church when they're here, but we're not taking the kids to church, and they're not going to yeah. church, and we're not going to baptize them, and we're not going to do that. So very, very grateful for my dad for not making me go to church. That's cool. We celebrated Christmas, but we didn't put God into it. It was just like we put up the tree and like had presents. I think a term you're thinking is you took Christ out of Christmas. Yeah. You said we didn't put God into it. Actually wrong. (laughs) You took Christ out of it, Katie. That's what you did. What's you said you had one more drug story you said you're gonna save for last. Oh man, it's a doozy. And I have looked it up and the um the statute of limitations I learned about those recently. I, yeah, I believe the statute of limitations passed uh several years ago, so I can I can I can talk about it's it. It's five to seven years based on the potential charge. Uh for mine it's Ted. Oh uh, nice. For mine it's Ted. So okay. because it is it is aggravated robbery. That's my okay? dog. All Let's right. go. All right. So this is this is I kind of spoiled it a little bit, but not really. So this is the um most epic uh misadventure drug journey that i have ever been on uh and it was with uh the most lovely xanax so i was i believe 17 at the time maybe 18 i think 18 so 2008 uh bad year uh i had been on a break from my first boyfriend and i was dating his friend i was homie hopping that's what we do it did a little bit of homie hopping uh i was dating this dude let's call him Brandon and Brandon was a criminal Brandon actually he just got out of prison for nearly stabbing somebody to death for calling his girlfriend attractive at a club so he of course nearly stabbed him you to gotta death. hold it down yeah. he, did, he did like five years in in prison uh for it and he's out now but uh anyway don't talk to him anymore but uh yeah so I was hanging out with Brandon and uh, we were like kind of fucking around, like kind of dating, but not really. I was just mostly hanging out with him because he knew where to get drugs and I did drugs a lot. So whatever. So, um, but I was also, also homie hopping with this other dude like the previous week. Let's call him Derek. So Derek, um, he, uh, he fucking got really mad that I broke up with him and like didn't want to be with him and he like smashed all of the potted plants on my mom's front porch that'll show her yeah and make so, her love me. yeah so Brandon went with his I told Brandon about it and Brandon went at with all of his friends because Brandon and Derek were homies previously they like went to the same school together and like chilled together but now it was like a matter of principle like you don't you don't like threaten a girl or whatever Uh, my dog got Yoko on him right so he gets all of his friends together they drive up over to Derek's house in the middle of the night it's like i think it's like nine or ten at night it's not the middle of the night because the night this night is going to be very long and he uh calls derek out and they just beat the shit out of him they just beat the shit out of him they throw bricks through his windows of his house and through his car like just beat the ever-living fuck out of them except i'm there too but he still doesn't know 
that I was there. Maybe he'll listen to this one day and figure out that I was there the whole time. I was, I was a witness to all of these crimes. I was just on bars in the back seat, half asleep to where I could barely even talk, but I would just like poke my little head out on the windows to like see what was going on. Watch the so, savage beating. Right. So this was, this was the beginning of the night is they just beat the shit out of this dude, Derek, for doing me wrong. Uh-huh. Like, okay. So now, mind you, all of these dudes are also, I believe, drunk, but mostly pumped up on Xanax. Like, they are barred the fuck out, mm-hmm. beating this dude up. So they're done beating this dude up. And then they're like, ugh, I'm so fucking, like, I just gotta, like, I just gotta do more stuff. Let's go rob my place of work nice so so brandon works at a hamburger place nearby where we are so he knows like the code to the safe and he has a key to get in so where all the homies are like outside and like he goes in and he like gets all the money out of the safe and then pops back in the car and then ever and like i'm just like what is happening because i'm like i just thought it was just going to be a nice like evening out with Brandon, my new boyfriend. But this is what you get when you date like a drug addict, crazy criminal who's like completely out of his mind. Never so, a dull moment. So I'm like, okay, so we've committed like assault, aggravated assault, and also property damage. And then now we have com- like committed robbery. And I was like, I'm about ready to go home. So we start driving back to Austin because this was in like Lake Travis. This was like kind of outside. There, there's some fucking crazy. There's some crazy fucking people in Lake Travis. Holy shit! Like, oh yeah, yeah. that's where he hails from. You can tell from the burn in his eyes. Yeah, you, you think that Austin druggy teenage kids are weird? Like, go to fucking Lake Travis High School. Hey, listen, I know a lot of teenagers that do drugs in Lake Travis. Okay, I know tons. Oh my god, there's so (laughs) many of them. But anyway, so, so then they're all fucking pumped up from robbing this one place, and then another one of his friends is like, "Dude, let's go." We could go rob my work too. That's sick. So we drive uh, over to his work, which is in Austin. It happens to be uh, another burger place. And uh, yeah, it's closed. It's past midnight at this point. They're closed. He has a key. He knows how to get in the safe. Uh, He just fucking breaks in there and gets all the money out of the safe. And, uh, you know, again, I am still half asleep, barred out in the back seat, like just witnessing all of this happening around me. So uh, I think like, this is just like a few blocks from my parents' house at this point, which is kind of where I was staying at the time. Um, Like I, my parents didn't really like me living there, but like, let me crash there sometimes. So I was like living there kind of at that time, um, mostly living out of my car, but, we get to the bar dealer's house. Now, uh, let's call him Zeke. So Zeke has been selling all these fucking kids his bars that his dad has prescribed, uh, but his dad doesn't take them. Uh, he gives them to his son, who then sells them uh, d- whatever. He just gets massive, massive amounts of bars, and like he's got all these kids fucking addicted to bars. So we're all chilling at Zeke's house, uh, and I'm just sitting there, like, just watching them, like, count all the money that they've made. Like, that. I think they'd gotten, like, 
a few hundred dollars, like $300, $400 or something like that, and a bunch of change. Like, they just took everything that was in the safe. And uh, then um, I was like, I want to count the money. Like, that sounds fun. And they were like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, you don't get to touch anything. Like, you didn't do nothing. Like, you just sit there. You stay there. Well, I, I want to do something now. I want yeah, to count the money. I know. So anyway, like, that's that's when it clicked in my head that I was like, oh, I've just been with assholes like all night like none of these people are my friends or care about me like whatsoever i'm just in a drug den where i've been an accessory to crime and like i hate this so uh but then but then the drug dealer he's like hey i have a gun what if (laughs) what if we go and just do one more robbery and we try to rob the Walgreens and steal their drugs a from really their bad idea. from their pharmacy. That's a really bad idea. Oh yeah. Well, it's a really, really you're bad idea. You're gonna be federally investigated if you rob a pharmacy like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not local police looking for you, big dog. No. Yeah. 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 So uh so anyway, so they are like, we're gonna go to the pharmacy. So Zach Zeke gives his uh, gun to the boys who have all been uh, robbing all the places. And they tell Zeke that he has to stay and watch me because I am like falling asleep on myself and like they don't, you know, whatever. They don't want to take care of some like. Yeah, they were lo- really fucking looking out for you. They said, yeah. hey, drug dealer, they just provided the gun. Could you watch Katie? Yeah. So they, so I did not go on this last excursion. But um, from what I gathered that happened, is that um and of course mind you when they got to the uh drug dealer's place and they uh were counting the money they did more drugs of course um not gonna waste time i know yeah yeah why are you stealing money if you're not gonna buy drugs yeah so so this is what happened so on their last robbery attempt they pulled in to the walgreens However, they did not successfully rob the Walgreens. They actually crashed into the Walgreens building, uh, crashed into it, and then, um, you know, the police were immediately called and uh, found them with an unregistered gun and... um, you know, they were all, like, barred out and fucked up. And, like, so, yeah, they just all got arrested. They didn't obviously rat themselves out that they were going to rob the place. But uh, their plan got foiled because they were too fucked up to park Did they get the caught car. on the first two charges? Uh, I don't think so. Awesome. I'm not on these guys' team, but I love when people get away with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so Brandon, Brandon up at, ended up getting charged with um, assaulting uh, Derek. Um, and I think he like pleaded guilty to that and served some time for that. And that's part of the reason why he got such a long time when he like stabbed the person is because he had a record. Yeah, but a he, violent record. He got caught like stealing change out of cars and stuff and would get arrested. But uh, but yeah, that that was how I was an accessory to a string of crimes being half asleep in the backseat on Xanax. Nice. Thank God you did Xanax. Otherwise, you would have gone on the third mission. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine going on that third mission? 
Your life would be way different right I've now. I've never been arrested. Praise Can God, you believe that's that? That's awesome. Can I you believe that? It's crazy. I think about stuff like that all the time where it's like how close I've been to like, oh, if I get a, if I get searched right now, I'm going to go to the prison for the rest of my life. Like I got three different types of drugs and a weapon on me because I'm 22. And it's like if I get searched, I'm going to go to prison for like four to 25 years. Yeah. You almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Got caught with a weapon before. You know, it's just and drugs. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's wild how, how close you walk that line. Yeah. And like. I'm Man. I'm very lucky I did not die and I'm very lucky I've never been arrested. Me and my like, friends used to drive around office spaces and try to find little like just you know open doors oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Cubbies, just to, little cubbies to druggy cubbies. Just steal stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Just oh, go yeah. and I've stolen, computers, whatever yeah. you could find. Sometimes even just like appliances. If you can get into a little office building, tons are left open. And then you just go to the closest pawn shop, pawn it right there. I heard a Boom. story, fucking like this was probably four or five years ago about a guy doing that and he was trying to run out and he got shot to death by like Whoa. a security guard on staff. And it's like, that's not even something I considered all, all the risk in doing stuff like that is someone being a hero and killing you for a computer. And it's like, oh, that's right. There's so many risks to being fucking dumb. You no, know? yeah, absolutely. But also the reward yeah. <laughs> is pretty much free money and the adrenaline rush is Ooh. sick. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one thing. Uh, I... I like going on stage and like wearing outfits and like that gets the rush going or like listening to my music and other people listening to it. But yeah, the the rush of stealing things and doing drugs and making terrible decisions. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, the same thing for me now, right? So it's like I don't really do. I drink, sure, smoke weed, sure, but it's like I'm not doing fucking you know coke or H or nothing like that. Going yeah. all buck buck wild. You know what I mean? I'm in bed by midnight most nights. I'm in like, bed by like 8.30, dude. That's sick. Oh, yeah. That's sick. I wake up at like 5 a.m. to feed my cats. Damn, okay. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. That's hard fucking core. I go to sleep early. But there's like nights where you don't do stand-up or I won't do stand-up, and it's like, oh, I should do heroin. You know what I mean? It's like I just <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't have that satisfaction. You know, I didn't go to do the thing that like, you know, feeds whatever sickness in my brain needs that shit. Yeah. Whatever, whatever hungry brain worm is so desperate for attention. Yeah, I just drink energy drinks and like take my Adderall and watch TikToks. Nice, yeah, TikTok ruined me too. I'm on it all the time. Yeah. I love watching TikTok. It's so fun. I went off grid with my chick. We went camping. She yeah. just fucking spent 40 hours describing different TikToks. <laughs> She was just talking about. It. She's like, I don't have, I don't have service. Let me just tell you about these TikToks. She's like, it's broken. Our oh table. no! Yeah. Oh no! Our table. I don't know what it is, but now every time anything's broken. broken, yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. My TikTok is mostly chicken fights. All right. Uh, I watch chicken fights on TikTok. You're on chicken fight TikTok. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Oh but yeah. You're on a you're on a unique so, and wonderful. It's place. called Gallo something. G A L L O S. Gallo. Gallo. Gallos. Gallos. Yeah. What that that mean? means rooster. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So I watch rooster lucha luchando. Luchadores. Yeah. So I watch that. It's a hashtag you can search. It's sick. I know if it's wrong, it's wrong. It's not. I don't watch dog fighting. To be clear, that's fucked up. But like, I eat chicken, so I know it's okay. I watch them fight. Took it out, do their thing. But yeah, it's on TikTok. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know chicken fights. My TikTok, TikTok is way different than my girlfriend's TikTok. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh no, it's broken. Mine is like three dudes betting on bleeding chickens. <laughs> but only for three minute intervals. I'm just swiping, letting my brain get rotted. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah you can get chicken fighting DVDs too, but they're, they're too long, man. You watch too much chicken fighting, you get sick. You don't need to watch too yeah, much. You don't need, yeah, you don't need that. Three much. minutes is about how much chicken fighting you need to watch ever. <laughs>
Do you have any shows you want to plug? This one's going to come out on Monday. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I have a show. I might have a show at Swan Dive on November 13th to premiere the video. We're still, like, trying to find bands to do it. There's so many fucking festivals happening, mm-hmm. yeah. like, that are just make no goddamn sense, mm-hmm. like, that are just weekend Everyone's after weekend. trying to get that fest bag. Yeah, so, like, um... There's nobody that like wants to just play like a not festival show. So we're trying to get the lineup fixed for that, but hopefully we'll have a show on November 13th. Um, but yeah, really the biggest thing is just listening to my new songs. Uh, Crooked just came out on October 27th um, and Got Away is out. And then Love Me Loud, which is like a pop banger, will be out at the Love end me of Loud's November. Great. Love Me Loud's a banger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's a fucking banger. That's a, that's a great way to describe it, a pop banger. It's true. It's a, it's a sexy dance song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where, can they, where can they find your music? Oh, man. You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's K-A-D-Y and then Rain, R-A-I-N. And I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google. Um, I just opened a new merch shop, uh, katierainstore.com. Nice. Where you can get merch. There's like cool shit. If you shit. start seeing eight to nine hits from Serbia... You're going to know that's from this show. All right. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You see 8 to 12 people from Serbia going to your website and listening to your music. You know that was your boys plugging you. We I got love a Serbian it. plug. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then do you have a release date for the album? Yes. January 21st, 2022. Uh, my debut self-titled album, Katie Rain. Nice. Is coming out. One, two, one, two, two. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that's why yeah. I did it. Because of the cool num- numerology. Nice. And it's 12 tracks too. So one, two. Oh shit! Okay. One two one two two, and it's one two. Every song Correct. has the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, there's actually three th- three songs that are exactly three minutes and forty eight seconds, or maybe it's four songs. But like that's weird, and like in numerology, like it means something. Like you are where you're supposed to be, and I'm like, that's really cool, man. Nice. It's cool. Yeah, I like I like numerology and spirituality okay. and stuff like that. Okay, you better not put a spell on this podcast. Oh, I will not. Okay, only good stuff. Okay, only if, good stuff. If you run some numbers on us, do good numbers so we run good at dice. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna play dice this Friday night. I'll be thinking of you. Thank you. Yeah, I want you to run your numbers for me, and I'll let you know if I win. Okay. And if I don't, you're probably gonna have to pay my losses. Okay, that's fine. Just to be fair. That's fine. All right, that works. Katie. Thanks so much for coming on the fucking show. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank y'all.